I'm Alyssa. I'm Alyssa. And I am not Alyssa. This is 52 Women, the official podcast of the Montgomery County chapter of the National Organization for Women. And we're going to return to the world of entertainment where um, apparently it's dangerous to just be a woman. So just want to talk a little about Meryl Streep. Um, she uh, was accused by Rose McGowan on Twitter um, of knowing all along about what Harvey Weinstein was doing and not saying anything and how she thought that it was um, so hypocritical that Meryl Streep was speaking out against this when she, she really just went after her. Um, and now it's become a thing. Somebody has taken out ads. A lot of people, I think, I was reading, think it's like a disruptive, like a conservative group or disruptive yeah. group. I was going to say, dare, the... dare we say witch hunt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, they've taken out ads on the sides of like little bus um, canopies that have Meryl Streep um, with like it looks like tape over her mouth, this right? Is like and it nope says hashtag she'll know or she knew. Ugh. Oh, can no, we I stop? Nope. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think it was hashtag she knew. Um. And anyway. Just, I, I don't think Rose McGowan put up those posters or anything. I mean, that's somebody who's trying to split us up. But the this is the way we get split up, I think, is by forgetting that the men are the ones who did this, that Harvey Weinstein is the one who did this and not Meryl Streep. Um, and Jenny Rose, you were saying you read her apology I, uh, or her, uh, her response. Yeah. I don't think it was an apology, nor does she need to apologize because I need, think – as you said, we need to knock it off. Yeah. But she basically said, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know. It's not. And she said, you know, she went into nuances of how the film business works, right? She's like, he wasn't a filmmaker. He wasn't a director. He was a producer and a distributor. So it wasn't like Meryl Streep had like a close personal relationship yeah. with him that that they would know this was going on. Like, she didn't interact with him. She didn't. And I think this is the case for many more veteran women actors and Glenn Close didn't know either. Mm -hmm. Like, and she just said, like, this isn't like I knew. Like, they make the movie. They work with a they work with a director to make the movie, and then someone purchases the movie to distribute it. Yeah, and I think that's what Weinstein did, right? Like, that's what Miramax and the Weinstein company did. They distributed the movies. Yeah. So. Well, I think there were some that they made because there was that Salma Hayek story where she was talking about him oh, making Frida. Frida. Yeah. yeah, but there, but, but yes, yeah, for Meryl like, Streep's case, yeah, this isn't like you can't compare. You can't compare actresses who work with Woody Allen to actresses who work with Harvey Weinstein. Woody Allen is the director. You sign on to a movie, you know you're working with Woody Allen. You know yeah. he wrote it. You know he's directing it. You know he's probably producing it. Where when it comes to Harvey Weinstein, it's different. You may know it's a Miramax picture. Or it may be some picture you're working with with some indie director and then Miramax decides to distribute it. So yeah. the criticism... Well, you're not interacting with that person. Right. You're not interact. Like, it's not like she was feeding him starlets in, in his hotel room. Right. And, like, just just stop. Just yeah. calm down. Yeah. Like, and apparently Rose McGowan tweeted something to Meryl Streep about Martin. Chesa, which is oh, Marquesa, Wein Marquesa, yeah, Marquesa, yeah, which is Weinstein's wife's company. Yeah. And then she deleted that. But it's like, just stop. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Stop the infighting. We are in this. We're in this together. If it doesn't personally affect you, it affects somebody close to you and it affects us as a whole. Like, just stop. And yeah, I was irritated about it. But yeah. I thought Meryl Streep had a really good point. And look, Rose McGowan is going through a whole world of hurt right now. Yeah. And just, but take a breath. And I also don't like saying that because then it's like, oh, women are emotional. That's not it. It's, there's yeah. emotional and then there's lashing out at everyone around you. Like she. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just, I, I don't know. I just think this is how we lose when, when people are able to pit us against each other as women or as but like between m- marginalized races or between women who are lesbians, women who are trans, women who are cisgender. Women. Like when we when we let it, ourselves be divided that way, not for the sake of teaching each other or for the sake of celebrating our diversity, but when we let ourselves be split that way by by the other stepping in and splitting us that way, it just weakens our ability to advocate for ourselves and for mm-hmm. each other. And and it doesn't blame the real people who really did it. It's just another way of taking the responsibility off the dude. Uh, right. And we need to focus our energy. Yeah. Like, we need, like there's a lot of shit going on. We need, we need to focus our energy. <laughs> and this isn't a productive use of our energy. Right. Uh, just not happy about it. <laughs> no. No. I wasn't happy this week. I forgot about that too when we were talking before about um, people saying or some senators saying they regretted their choice to ask Al Franken to step down. I mean, male senators. And Patrick Leahy was one of them. Um, And it was like... What is that? What does that help? What what What, does that help except make you look like a weak fool? I don't... like, Like, what does that help? Like... I just, I don't understand what, and I was laughing, which is not funny, but I was laughing when Doug Jones was like, I think we need to move on, move on Uh, from the sexual allegations. Welcome to the Senate. I was like, I was like, well, sometimes you could, you know, take the man out of Alabama. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just don't understand. I was listening to podcasts all week where the same point was... Like, you're, are you the only adult in America who thinks that you're going to keep this seat in the next election? Yeah. Yeah. This was a stopgap, dude. Like, they're going to find somebody Fall else. Fall on the sword, friend. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be reelected. Go go out with, like, blade, like just yes. set shit on fire. Become a Democratic <laughs> hero. Yeah. And then maybe you'll get a cabinet post someday. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, yeah, I, uh, be a hero of the party, friend. I'm with you. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't. He has to represent Alabama, like you were saying before. Like, yeah. he has to be in the best interest of his constituency. But like, it has to be in the best interest of everyone's constituency to call out sexual assault, especially when it's perpetrated by the president of the United States. Yeah. I just, I, I had to laugh because I was like, well, there's the Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. it is. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, you know. Going back to entertainment, did you hear Kate Winslet talking about Woody Allen? I can't. 
No. That breaks my heart. Uh-huh. Breaks my heart. I know. I love Kate Winslet. Oh, she was defending him? She was like, because she's in one of his movies. Uh-huh. Wonder Wheel, yeah. Whatever. Um, she's like, he's brilliant. He's so smart. He knows how to write for women. Like, I'll, it was just like, what do you... How is, tone deaf are you? Is Wait, there a, but is there a script? Because Scarlett Johansson has said that about him too. Several actresses have said, oh, he knows women. He knows how to write for women. I think Kate Blanchett has said it. Like, what... What? Like, are they being blackmailed? Like, I don't understand. It's just the same phrasing. Oh, mean, oh, oh it sounds like... It's, it's the same icing. phrasing that has come from yeah. several people. I don't know. I, Kate... Kate Winslet is no longer my favorite Kate after I read that. I was like, oh. Kate yeah. Beckinsale has gone to the number one spot. Mm, Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> it used to be it used to be Winslet Beckinsale Blanchett, and now mm-hmm. now we've switched the. Now after you see the new Oceans movie, Blanchett's gone <laughs> right up, right to the top of all the Kates. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, my male roommates used to have a ranking of the hot Jessicas, and I was like, I have one of my favorite Kates. Oh, you guys were meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't... I also, and I haven't looked into it, but I want to look into it. I was just... Um, Grace and Frankie uh, is where my my focus has been. And the Unibar. I like that show. I, I love Frankie. I, I Frankie. am so sad it hasn't been in my life sooner. <laughs> Lily Tomlin is a delight. I mean, they all are, but Lily Tom, I love Lily Tomlin so much. And all I want to do is paint and wear overalls and make your own person. And make my own person <laughs> lubricant and date that hot farmer dude I, when oh, I'm old. I just, I, I have, I have had a crush on Sam Waterston since Law and yeah. and then from the newsroom, and this just makes it. Yeah. Better. And he's like a gay man. I'm like, I didn't think I could love you more. Right. But it just, it my heart has expanded. But anyway, <laughs> um, I have not been, that's what I've been doing during Christmas break. Uh, but D- Dylan Farrow, who is Ronan Farrow's sister. Yeah. And um, I actually don't know if she's Woody Allen's biological child or adopted child. I don't know. But she was the original accuser of Woody Allen. Yeah. And she said when she was seven, he molested her and there were, there was, there was a court case and Mia Farrow was accused of manipulating the testimony out of her daughter and he was never convicted. Yeah. And there's a lot of feelings, a lot of places about this. But Dylan Farrow has started to speak up and the one yeah. thing I saw, she was like, okay, why isn't anybody talking about him? Yeah. And I'm like, what? Why isn't anybody talking yeah. about him? Like, why does that go away? Because there's a new movie coming well, out. Ro- well, Ronan Farrow, is, remember, is the one who broke yeah. the yeah. story. And he, I follow him on Twitter, <laughs> also for Pod Save America <laughs> reasons, because I think he might be dating John Lovett. So anyway, <laughs> but before he ever wrote that article, I was following Ronan Farrow randomly on Twitter. So Ronan Farrow, he does tweet a lot and, like, publicly say a lot, like, mm-hmm. Hello, my sister. Hello, my mm-hmm. sister. Hello, my sister. Yeah. Um, before this. So hopefully the fact that, like, hopefully he can help her to amplify that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's your, who who know? like, I've also read, like, that people are terrified in other industries that these publications are working on other stories. Mm-hmm. 
like Congress, like I don't even want to know. They like, said forty percent. Yeah, forty yeah. percent. I'm just like, all right, well, glad to know that um, no one can keep it to themselves. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I like to refer to him as Ronan Sinatra, by Indeed. the way. Indeed. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, he looks so much like him sometimes that you're like, how, why even pretend? Right. Why are we continuing this charade? <laughs> I showed my aunt over Thanksgiving break because I hail from the land of Frank Sinatra. Indeed. Very oh. close. Right? Hoboken, right? Hobo- well, yeah. yeah. So, and my dad and his siblings grew up literally up the hill from Hoboken. Oh, my gosh. So, I showed... My aunt was like, he's not, he's not Frank Sinatra's kid. Like, well, I was like, look at the timeline and let me show you side by side pictures. Yeah. Please and look at this was, picture of his hair like, and his mouth. She was like, oh, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, not Ronan Sinatra. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested. And again, like it, when I say I want this to come out, like, I don't want these women to go through pain and all that. Sure. It, it's, but I would like to see. Woody Allen go next. Yeah. Like, I would, like, because they, I was listening to something, and they were comparing, like, Louis C.K.'s awful movie that no one distributed, the I Love You Daddy, about, like, yeah. a grown man falling in love with 17, or the 17-year-old falling in love with a oh, grown man. Oh, yeah. Which apparently is the plot of every Woody Allen his, movie yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, and Louis C.K. bought back the rights to his movie. They were speculating, like, he thinks this is going to go away. He thinks it's going to go away, and he'll rise again, and he can sell his movie and whatever, because that's what happened to Woody Allen. Yeah. So, I I would really like that to be... That's also kind of what happens to everybody. Yeah. Wow, we, we like, still haven't We seen... talked about this, um, athletes. Yeah. And sexual assault and harassment, and they get put right back on teams. That that's that's Stanford. Yeah. He uh, took, he, <laughs> you're speechless. <laughs> I threw my phone. Yeah. Um so Brock Turner, this the swimmer who who was convicted of raping the unconscious woman oh excuse me. Uh digitally penetrating the yeah. unconscious woman behind the dumpster and was and caught in the act. Caught in the act by two other Two other men, which I still say, is that why he was actually convicted? Right. And who got sentenced to jail for six months and then served three. They're appealing the conviction. They're trying to overturn the conviction. And did I read because it wasn't actually rape? I didn't read that at all. I haven't read this at all. I'm looking there's right now. Some, <laughs> like, there's some, like, and it's like a 150-page brief they filed. And I think part of it was because he didn't penetrate her with his penis because it's totally fine to stick her hand in some unconscious woman i just don't understand then what's the definition of uh, okay is it penis into vagina is that the definition of rape we're going with because then can a man not be raped like i don't know i don't know i i yeah because they want he wants to start swimming again. Then you shouldn't rape people, Brock. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I I know. Anyway. I know. Oh, who's this week's woman of the week? This week's woman of the week is Ida B. Wells Barnett. 
Ida was born into slavery on July 16, 1862, in Holly Springs, Mississippi. She was raised by political parents who were activists after the Civil War ended. Ida went to Rust College and was expelled after fighting with the president of the college. While Ida was away visiting her grandmother in 1878, there was a yellow fever epidemic in her hometown. Her parents and one sibling died, and Ida became responsible for her surviving siblings. She became a teacher so she could support herself and her siblings, and they all moved to Memphis, Tennessee. Ida was both an educator and an activist. She wasn't afraid to speak her mind, and in 1884, she sued a train company for kicking her off a first-class train for which she had a ticket. The local courts decided in her favor, but the train company took the case to federal court where the ruling was overturned. Soon after the train case, one of her friends was publicly lynched by a mob of white people. Ida investigated other such lynchings and eventually wrote a pamphlet called Southern Horrors and a handful of newspaper columns to lay out the injustice in the lynchings of black men. Most black men who were lynched at the time were falsely accused of rape to justify the executions. In reality, Ida discovered they were men who stood up to white people in power, threatened the political power of white people, or were business competitors of white people. The white people in Memphis burned her work, and she had to move to Chicago to keep herself and her family safe from the threats of the white community. Ida remained an activist, and in 1873, she was one of several who called for a boycott of the World's Columbian Exposition due to the exposition's negative portrayal of black people and their being shut out of the exposition. Also, as part of the Chicago activist community, she founded the Negro Fellowship League for Black Men and the first kindergarten for black children. Ida was married to a well-known lawyer, Ferdinand Barnett, and balanced life as a mother of four and an activist. She focused on the injustice of lynching and challenged and criticized the women's suffrage movement in the U.S. for turning a blind eye to lynching. As a result, she was scorned by many suffrage organizations. Despite the contentious relationship, Ida was resolved enough to refuse to walk with the other black women at the rear of the 1913 Washington Suffrage Parade and instead marched with her white peers, as she called them. That same year, she founded the first suffrage club for black women. Ida was a founding member of the NAACP and remained an activist until her death in 1931. All right, so that's it. Happy New Year. I really hope 2018 goes better. I feel it. I feel it. I feel like at least we're ready in 2018. Yes, I feel it. <laughs> I sure hope. <laughs> Knowing is half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>